0: This show is part of the Miles Offside podcast network. Visit twitter.com/milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. And welcome Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, and I do genuinely mean, as always, is my co-host, Chuck Bailey.
1: Sorry, I get Bon Jovi in my head every time I hear that.
0: <laughs> so, no Ian this week, which means we can talk about the stuff we actually care about. <laughs>
1: Boo! How dare he go on the holiday?
0: Yeah, he's off drinking fruity drinks on the beach somewhere, looks like. Just giving all his pictures, his sexy, sexy pictures.
1: (laughs) He has been sending us pictures of his thighs. Uh, Don't quite know how I feel about it.
0: Wearing sunnies, which is not a common thing for English people to be spotted in.
1: No, especially not those in the Midlands.
0: (laughs) Um, So question for you then. Spider-Man, no longer in the MCU. Discuss.
1: <laughs> I like that this is where we're going straight away, because Ian's not here, like he's normally our brother. Um Disney will end up throwing a fuckload of money at it, I guess. You can't take it out. You can't take out Spider-Man, and you can't switch Tom Holland to another character.
0: Yeah, I think they could,
1: though. But they couldn't even reference it, because they wouldn't be able to reference him being Peter Parker, would they?
0: No, not at all. But he could say that he's like, you know, just don't give him a name. I don't know.
1: He Laundry was nurse.
0: he he doesn't owe Sony any more movies. Did you see him at D23?
1: No, I didn't.
0: He came out on stage because he was already planned to be there. Right. Even though in the week leading up to it was in, when like all the shit went down with Sony. Uh Uh-huh. And he just went on stage and he just, like, told the crowd, I love you 3000 and thank you for your support. And he was, like, so sad, you could really tell.
1: Because he was Spider-Man and he was the best Spider-Man ever. I know, and he was a huge
0: Spider-Man fan before he even, like, started.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: he already, there was pictures of him from, like, three years before he got cast as a kid in a Spider-Man costume just being like, Spider-Man is great! So, super sad. All right, I guess we should talk about actual soccer stuff. But, if you are joining us for the first time... Or you came back from recent episodes because you're one of the new listeners that we have in, Chuck, why don't you tell the people where we charted this week?
1: Ninth most fo- popular football pod in Malaysia. There we go.
0: There it is. Thank you, Malaysia. We love you. But still, our hearts belong to Virginia for the time being because that is our biggest demographic. So we do love you guys
1: it's over A. in
0: Virginia. Um. Ooh, breaking, breaking, breaking. I have a message from Mr. Ian Stimson, just sent over the chat. He said, I uh, wanted to talk about Posh a little bit. Let me know if it's okay or whether there's anything else I should include. Sat on my own with a beer in the pool.
1: It's not a beer. He's got a strawberry daiquiri. He just doesn't want to make us jealous. Oh, I think
0: he finished that because this time he said he's with a beer. So he's probably working his way through them drinks.
1: All inclusive,
2: baby. Let's,
0: let's see what our, our esteemed super producer has to say for himself.
2: Hello boys, very sorry I can't be with you, but obviously I'm on holiday, and a holiday that has been made immeasurably better by uh, Chuck texting me the, is it a recipe for a cocktail, Miami Vice, which is basically a mix of pina colada and frozen strawberry daiquiri, which is the fucking best thing I've drank since Anyone I've been here. Listen to me. I'm going to be on them all the time, they make like a pink milkshaked looking sludge which makes me look super manly as well Um, just a little note as well i mean i thought we don't don't often all our teams won this week and we don't often get that and uh mostly it's uh palace and peterborough letting the letting the side down but palace beat man united and peterborough beat the fucking plastic mk dons 4-0 away from home so i just wanted to record a little fuck yeah to that so enjoy yourself boys, very sorry not to be there, but I'm also not sorry, and I'm going to drink another Miami, Miami Vice, Miami we're already kicking oh. in. Thanks Chuck, thanks Oscar, bye!
1: <laughs> the man's shit-faced.
0: He's definitely been hitting the Miami Vices already, you yeah. can tell. You know, if I was like a good producer, I would have dropped that clip in somehow, but instead of just playing it from my phone.
1: No. Nah, why make why make the work for yourself? Mm-hmm. The, doesn't it make you a better producer if you don't have to do as much production?
0: That might be the true key to being a super duper producer, which yeah. none of us have attained
1: yet. No, not yet. Ian's on his way. All
0: right. Um, well, we do we do apologize for what will inevitably be poor audio quality after I'm done uh, poorly editing this and throwing it about together and uh, hoping to release in a couple of hours because normally we release on Wednesdays. So, um, but thank you for joining us. We're always happy to have new listeners. If you're returning listeners, what are you doing? You should have gotten out after one episode, not really sure what's going on
1: there. Stop, 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 just, just, stop being self-destructive.
0: I can't help it.
1: Stay with us,
0: please. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into it, as we always do,
1: with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. (laughs) Let's face it, you're not putting that in in post.
0: I don't even know where that audio file is, so definitely Uh, not.
1: Ian brings out a keyboard every time.
0: Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, let's start with the stories that really matter. Um, It has obviously been at the top of the headlines recently, kind of sad situation going on in football, huge loss for the game. Alexis Sanchez is set to join Inter Milan on loan from Manchester United. Inter Milan have agreed a loan deal to sign the forward. Antonio Conte, hey, look at him. Uh, sign him before the transfer window. The European transfer window closes on Monday, um, and he will be joining ex-United teammate Romelu Lukaku. He's earning four hundred thousand pounds a week. Ha!
1: Huh? I, I mean, egg on my face because I'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago I said Inter Milan can't afford the kind of wages as the Premier League clubs, and now they've got Lukaku and Sanchez, which combined will probably be about six hundred and fifty k a week. Um. It's an odd move for Inter, I think. For Man United is pretty good, but it's just alone, isn't it? It's not even
0: Yeah, just alone. Um, I didn't I already
1: closed the story on my Chromebook. Okay for the well, record, it, it. Well, is real that's... early in the morning over here. That's that's all we really need to know. Um, so I don't know
0: if there's an option to buy or what. That story is long
1: gone. But... I just I just hope that Atom and Humber enjoy it. There we go. There you go.
0: Moving on. We're actually gonna be rapid fire this week, because I don't feel like editing nine hundred hours. <laughs> so this is you know, Ian, if you're ever wondering what what it takes for us to have a brisk episode,
1: you know. Uh, just don't be here.
0: Just don't be here. There we go. Uh, next story, Zlatan Ibrahimović, Galaxy striker, hints at Manchester United return. The 37-year-old Swede said, I could play easy in the Premier League, so if United needs me, I am here. No, not going to happen. Absolutely not. But do you think he could still do a job? Probably, but I don't like him, so. All right. So that sounds like a very quick thank you next. You want me
1: to do brisk fucking news or what? All right, let's
0: keep going. This is fun. This is good. Uh, let's see. What's the next biggest story? Ah, Neymar. PSG and Barcelona officials meet in Paris to discuss oh, a deal. Fuck, like
1: Neymar is a prick. Neymar is a prick. Next. Ah, I mean, 170
0: million euros to be paid after a year-long loan and potentially Dumbele going in the other direction as well on top of that. 170 is an insane amount. Do you think he's still worth that?
1: But it's it's right because Gerard Piquet just won half a million euros in uh, the European Poker Stars Tournament, or whatever it was. Did he really? Yeah. Him and uh, Arturo Vidal were there, and Gerard Piquet just won like half a million.
0: Good for him. Wow. How did I miss that when I was rounding up the fun news stories for this week?
1: I know, right? Do you play poker? You ever played poker before? I can play, but I'm not amazing. I enjoy. I it. do
0: like a good poker game as well, but I, I like a long playing time.
1: cards. It, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it formed the gambling habit that I used to have.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, any any kind of gambling, I'm sure was was what you needed back in the day. Whatever Just, you could get your fix on.
1: Whatever I could get in
0: there.
1: <laughs> uh, Virgil
0: Van Dyke, Lionel Messi, and Cristiano Ronaldo are the shortlist for European Men's Player of the Year, UEFA Men's Player of the Year, uh, which will be announced on Thursday. Um, last year Luka Modric ended Ronaldo and Messi's dominance of the award,
1: and Van Dyke
0: will be hopeful to leave the duo empty-handed again. Do we think that Messi has it is going to win it for being like single-handedly carrying Barca and having one of his best statistical years, or will his performance be discounted because they didn't really win or play to the level as a team that they usually do? Will garbage human Cristiano Ronaldo have anything actually to say about this award, or are they giving it to Van Dyke?
1: I think they're all kind of even in the you can say they kind of deserve it and don't deserve it. I'd say Ronaldo doesn't have a chance. Ronaldo okay. should have, shouldn't win it at all because he He just, shouldn't even
0: be on there, I don't
1: think. No, not... And, you know, for the man who's all about stats, like, his stats have been shit since he went to Juve. Yep. For him, of course. like. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by very, like, high standards. but Messi, like, Barcelona, I've watched two games. So I watched the Betis game recently where they went 1-0 down. And sure, they came back and it ended up like 5-2, but they still looked awful. And of course, they lost in the first game of the season. And after two games, they were bottom of the league. Yeah. Technically, uh, at one point. And so, but Messi is the one that carries them. And then, Did you then, see
0: Messi's kid celebrating the Betis goal? Uh,
1: yes. I love Adorable. that Adorable. Uh, Mateo. Yeah. I think his name's Mateo. Yeah, and, named after uh,
0: Kovacic, I believe.
1: Uh, named after Dave. Um, oh yeah there it is and uh, apparently he's, that's the son that's a massive wind up who will play as Real Madrid on FIFA just to piss off his other brother <laughs> and uh, and cheer for the, for the enemy so yeah I, I, I like that alright but to wrap it up uh, Messi should win there we go
0: fair enough do you or think Van that Dug. it's a bit harsh that there's no Man City representation I think they were not even arguably I think they were clearly the best team in the world last year
1: but there's but they're a team of stars that all perform as a team. They're not uh, apart from maybe Sterling. You can't really pin one player down as exceptional above all of the others. Fair enough. Like they're at such a high level that I so don't you're not
0: think... saying Vincent Company should have been nominated? No. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Oh, speaking of Vincent Company, um, R.I.P. in peace. His player manager career. He's I got... know.
0: Write down going right down. Sad. So sad. sad.
1: But then Rooney's going to be Derby, so, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, I would also give it to Messi, for the record, but let's keep it moving. Uh, Carly Lloyd, U.S. Women's World Cup winner and star of the U.S. team, has tried out, or not tried out, rather, she has been invited by an NFL team to try playing at kicker in their final preseason game to see if it might be something that could be Viable long term. Hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Well, have spoken. Harry Kane's mentioned before about going to the NFL and said that, like, it's an option for him, and he could go be a kicker. And like, you know, you just generally have a nice time because your job is smash a ball really far, and that's about it. Um, I find it interesting that, especially in such a physical sport where injuries are so prevalent due to the fact that you can fearlessly launch yourself at people because of the amount of padding you have Um, so I find it quite interesting that that seems to be the sport where first of all we're getting the male-female cross as opposed to maybe that happening in her sport of football as it is Um, but that's interesting I think it's
0: specifically because she's going in at kicker that she doesn't have to like really worrying about being tackled that much like the kickers are usually the smallest people on the field. Hmm. Two. She was invited by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but then Hello! the exec, one of the executives of the Bears said, honestly, I don't think it will be a long time before see a- we see a woman break through the NFL barrier. I'd give her a tryout. So, two teams now, sort of mentioning her. Yeah. Um, I think that could be really cool. She's got a fucking hell of a foot on her,
1: I think so, but if what you're saying is that they're putting them in a kicker position because it's less chance of being tackled or whatever, but then she just you just know that they aren't really going to run any trick plays then because they aren't they aren't gonna risk her getting decapitated by like an eight foot tall juggernaut.
0: <laughs> yeah no that does sort of limit them but i I agree, I do think it's only a matter of time before we see women in the NFL there's no specific rule. Barring it, I believe. I'm not a huge NFL guy myself, really, but um, like in the basketball, you know, there's the WNBA, soccer has the Women's Soccer League. They're, they're definitely separated out in most sports, but there is no, as far as I know, like women's professional American football. So right. that would make sense. All right. And we get to finally the actual big story of the week um, and sad times over in England, Barry, is it Barry? Is it? Barry. Yeah.
1: Barry have, unless you're, unless you're Northern and then it's Burry.
0: Burry. Okay. Well, Burry slash Barry slash Beery, depending. I don't know. Maybe, uh, have been kicked out of the football league. Um, Mm. after 134 years, they have been thrown out after having money problems and Bolton have been told that they have two weeks to get their shit together before they are also expelled. Um, talk to me about that. What, what's going on there? What, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've spoken about it a little bit before with uh, it, it happening in recent memory. I think Maidstone was the only team I can kind of remember. Obviously, then there's teams like uh, AFC Wimbledon that have formed, but that's more from clubs moving on. But, I mean, it's a, it's a big shame. Uh, it's a big shame for both Berry, Berry fans who now, who are now in limbo as to where they will be put in the football pyramid, as it were. Um, you don't know if they're going to be moved down to fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth tier, um, even even further out of like the eleven tiers that would qualify for the FA Cup. So, it's a big shame for them. Um, there's there's. The similar situation with Bolton, but I think they've been given more extensions because of, uh, you know, it's been for a longer time they've been able to prove that they can financially afford it. So Right, and they're given- a much
0: bigger name. Like, I had never heard of Barry, hmm. but I, I do know Bolton. They were obviously in the Premier League relatively recently.
1: Yeah, yeah, not that long ago. I, th- I think maybe Barry because they just got promoted to League One. Oh, okay. Um, so that's kind of why like, they were having financial problems and they thought the promotion would help them, but then I'm not entirely sure of, of all of the whys and wherefores uh, that led to this.
0: There have been, just looking at this BBC article, a couple of relatively recent examples of clubs that sort of faced a similar fate and then were resurrected by the fans. So Darlington FC in 2012 and Clydebank FC in 2003. Okay. Um who had a two year gap, and there's a few clubs further back in the like sixties and stuff who who sort of went away for a few years and then eventually came back? yeah, do you think that's the type of thing that like with all the coverage this is getting that they could be saved by the fans in after a couple of
1: years or... yeah i think I think that's kind of what happens because naturally they'll they'll have to go for a reset, so once the club's in liquidation, as we've said before, they just sell off all the assets, so there won't be a stadium. Uh, there won't be any training ground anything like that so they're gonna have to start from the beginning again um, usually when that happens I mean again to use the AFC Wimbledon uh, example there, there is a real great following to the club and it and it kind of starts the game momentum and people want to come and help out whether that's um, kind of older ex pros who are retiring or, or or such like to to try and show their support to get a team back up. Um, although I think that it's it's such a shame that it's happened. I don't necessarily agree with what a lot of people have been saying that other big clubs should bail them out and pay and uh, the league should pay because ultimately now the way football is is it's a business. And so if you can't run the business in the correct way, then you shouldn't just get bailouts of that because people get pissed off about government bailouts
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah in yeah. the
1: past as well so i think just because it's football which is something that we don't necessarily associate with being the same as a regular company um people seem, seem to think that, that that should happen because you just get into a dangerous principle then that what clubs will do is just spend money they're never going to have never going to have and just be like right give me my money now please to to keep us going right right, right, right. <laughs> um yeah but that doesn't mean that the owner of berry is the complete cunt and i don't completely sympathise and and feel bad but you know what if if this is what it takes to galvanise all the fans and they can then form their own club like it's, it's happened before why can't they do it again and they'll, they'll be back that's that's simply it it they, they won't go away it's just a, a shit situation for them to be in now and uh, while they wait to find out where they're going to be and also for Bolton to, to not know what is going to happen at all
0: yeah, and all, all our sort of sympathies, if there are any listeners out there who are supporters of the club, or, you know, know someone who works for the club, because, you know, that's that's really, I think, the the saddest thing today, is, as sad as it is for the fans, there's a lot of people who lost their jobs, mm-hmm. um, which sucks. So, all our best to all of those peoples, and good luck to Bolton, who I remember being one of the first English clubs I ever heard of, because of Stuart Holden, who played there for, like, a week before he ended his career, tragically, with... All sorts of weird knee injuries and stuff, but, um, yeah, all the best to all of those supporters and those clubs, uh, which means it's now time to get through, get to the actual fixtures.
1: Um, what happened this weekend? Can't really remember. Was there uh... Nothing,
0: nothing big, I don't think. Let's start, let's, you know, let's talk about the, let's just start off with like the most important match, right? Might as well just get into it. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers won, Burnley one.
1: Give me that Burnley stat facts, you uh,
0: Let's see. Burnley actually did good for
1: once. What?
0: Yeah, like genuinely. They generated, according to Kaylee, 1.6 on XG against Wolves on the road. Oh. Um, for To which his caption to his uh XG map was, wait, Burnley what? They underperformed for once. Yeah, 1.6 and they only scored one, which is like weird. I don't actually want to talk about this match, but.
1: Uh, I was, I was just, just saying how long you could kind of string it along.
0: Yeah, pretend that I actually care about it. Let's go to the actually good matches this time. Uh Let's just go right into it with yours, right? Let's not go chronologically or anything. Uh,
1: yeah, what, what was that? Crystal
0: Palace 2, what? Manchester United 1, the Burnley of the Week award going to your beloved Crystal Palace, pulling one off on Manchester United. Rough XG sum for Manchester United, 1.6 plus a penalty, so putting them at 2.6 really. Crystal Palace 0. 0.9... The actual scoreline, one to two. So you yeah. guys doubled and they less than halved.
1: With the Burnley of the Week. Da, 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 da. um, It was pretty good. Uh, I was at a wedding. We were queuing up at the time to say congratulations to the bride and the groom and have photos taken while I had my phone out and was <laughs> celebrating. Uh, well, first of all, there was the standard dejection of, oh, yeah, there you go. Daniel James, 89th minute. That sounds about right. Nice then, goal too. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta give him
0: gotta give him props for that.
1: But he shouldn't be celebrating it like that. Like I saw the the, the there's the picture that's around at the minute of uh, I think it's Rashford with the ball in his arm and Marshall behind him, like going to grab him and pull him back whilst he's not celebrating, but he's doing like the Mbappe thing. And it's like you need to understand you're at a club bigger than Swansea now like you don't right, celebrate, right, right, right. you don't if you play for man united like in that situation putting aside my palace bias because obviously i have that and we can, i can get into a wank fest later if if you want oh um, let's just
0: get into it now
1: but man united shouldn't be celebrating last minute equalizers or 89 minute equalizers to get a point at home against a team like palace that you you shouldn't be it should just be get the fuck back right we're going to push now to win this yeah and, of course and
0: notoriously palace who have not done well at old trafford over the years
1: no. the the only time we've won at old trafford in my lifetime was it's maybe 2000 uh, it's like 2010 11 and that was in like the fa cup um and that's that's the only time we've beaten uh yeah 99. it's been like
0: 34 or 35 years right since you won one in the league there. i think
1: it was 89 Oh, shit. Mark Bright scored twice, so 30 years, yeah.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying it's 89 years. Oh, 1989.
1: Oh, okay. no. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's way
0: worse than I thought.
1: No, 30 years. And so it was fucking amazing, especially with the bookends of uh, losing to Sheffield United last week and losing to Colchester on penalties yesterday. Um,. So you know that's what can just bring you straight back down to earth. And as I said in episode two uh, last week, that it will be the typical Palace thing that we get, possibly at least a point from Man United and winner the Etihad and all this bollocks. But we played to a system. Jordan Ayew's amazing. He's going to win the Golden Boot. And uh, it's just good to see Man United lose. And <laughs> you, you know, always good. Yeah, you know, they've won three out of 15, I think, now in the league. Um,
0: To their credit, though, Manchester United did control this game. Like, they were easily the better team, and on another day, they would have won three to one. Yeah,
1: probably. (laughs) But they didn't.
0: But (laughs) then you got to be riding pretty high. How are you feeling about your chances this season after that? Like, that always kind of invigorates. You were low for the last couple of weeks.
1: It's no, it just brings me back to the same, like I said before, when we were winning 1-0, I was like, this will be the typical Palace thing now, because we'll either throw away the 1-0 lead, or like last season, we were 2-0 up at Old Trafford, I think. Oh, We were 2-0 up at half-time and then lost 3-2, and so this year was 1-0 up, and I was like, well, it'll be the typical Palace, either we lose this game from a leading position, or we win it, which is typical after losing the week before against Sheffield United in one of the worst displays of football like anyone's ever seen. Um, but I think it's it's still wait and see. We've still got, you know, we haven't really played any of the new signings much. Um, so, Kate, it was great to see Cahill um, getting a start as well. So yeah, to good have. to see his fit. That makes sense as well, because you need someone with a bit of experience in that. Uh, in that team um, with so much inconsistency at the back. I mean, there was a stat the other week that I think the starting back four for the first game of the season was Joel Ward, um, Scott Dan, Martin Kelly and Patrick van Arnholt. And three or four seasons ago on the opening day of the season, the only difference to that back four was uh, Breda Hangeland instead of Patrick van Arnholt. So it just shows that even though in four seasons, technically due to injuries, etc., that our back four hadn't changed apart from yeah. we've got Van Arnholt instead of... Well, Van Arnholt was playing left back instead of Martin Kelly and uh, Breda Hangeland was in centre-back. So I was still very wait and see, but that was bloody lovely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So did you ever make it to the front of the line to uh, wish the bride and groom congratulations? I or? did,
1: they, I, I did wish them congratulations i think i didn't mention the football to every man woman and dog there um <laughs> I, I could have done really because the guy was from leeds so potentially could have been some man united haters in there um but i just had a wicked good time and drank a shitload of booze
0: um, oh i remember you were sending us videos <laughs> of you singing uh oh yeah what was it africa by toto or something right
1: I mean, I sang that, but the reason I got that in my head was because there was the Shakira, uh, Waka Waka.
0: Oh, Waka Waka. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> Just waka playing.
0: Waka, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. You were it, real fucking drunk.
1: It was... Okay, so, at dinner... Well, I mean, before we got to the reception, we'd had, like, three drinks each. And then we had a few more drinks. And then, at dinner, normally at a wedding... They walk around with like wine and like, would you like some white wine or red wine? Like, yes, I would. So I had a cocktail, like sat down, I got some white wine and then I turned around and they had a tray with like double shots of whiskey on it. I was like, okay, I'll take some whiskey like that would be nice and have a few at the table. Then they just put down a double shot of vodka and I'm like, oh shit, I've got four <laughs> drinks. So we did like a little toast and we had the shot of vodka and then I turn around and I'm talking to, to my girlfriend and then I turned back and the glass is refilled. Like shit! So I hadn't even eaten my starter yet, and I'd had like three double vodka shots on top of all the other drinks. Jesus crazy. So if you ever want to go to a Lithuanian get invited to a Lithuanian wedding, guys, go. That's yeah. the all sidebar. Right. So yeah, two one. Uh, Palace.
0: <laughs> well, if Palace are running out a very old defence, uh, full of or not full of, but with a notable former Chelsea player, I think that's a good transition to. The other match that has to do with us uh, this week, which is it, Norwich, and I will continue to say Norwich, Norwich 2, Chelsea 3. Chelsea running out their youngest lineup since 1994, Wow, which is really cool to see. Uh, 1.0 to Norwich on XG, Chelsea 1.9, so both of them kind of gained a goal, which is within the realm of variance. Um, but both of these teams are going to be insane to watch this year. Chelsea are like so young and inexperienced that we got cut apart. Again, many, many times by Norwich. Yeah.
1: Chelsea... Um, But we looked super fun going forward. Chelsea looked good on the ball. Like, don't get me wrong. But then the second they lose the ball, it seems to be like headless chickens a little bit. Like, they don't really know what's going on and they can't stop teams. Uh, Even with... Because did Kante play in this? Kante
0: did not. And neither did Rudiger. Which, as Piliqueta, does look totally lost he's been getting a lot of shit on in the Chelsea fan community on Twitter and stuff or rather within certain circles I'll say um which is insane to me because Aspie is like our captain and probably one of if not the best defenders in the league Mm. um maybe not so much anymore with Van Dyke and Wan-Bissaka coming up but still one of and so he but he has looked lost I think he's trying to do too much so he's like running in he's running out and he's kind of all over the place which is no good um, it looks like Lampard is doing the same thing Sari did though, which is that he likes Kante more of a box to box type guy than a classic, you know, destroyer just sit at the base of the midfield three and, you know, Disrupt. clean everything up. Um, so that is, you know, something to keep an eye on because Kante would be sort of what helps the defense a lot. Um, and I don't even have the excuse of Emerson and Louise anymore. <laughs> like, Louise notably, Showing up in Arsenal's lineup doing what he did to us last year. Um, I love that man, but he did not have a good day. Uh, So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But I do think it's going to get better when Rudiger comes back. I just like fully think that he's going to help out. Because right now one of our four defenders is like actually good at defending. Um, (laughs) Christensen's there for his ball progression. Emerson is doing just an Alonso and like popping up all over the place up front. But not so much in defense. Yeah. And Zuma, Zuma's got problems. Zuma's just got problems. So. Yeah,
1: his head is just not in it this season. But, no,
0: it uh, sucks because I liked him a lot when he was younger, but he has not had a good few years on loan, and, and now he comes back and he's like, he seems kind of a shell of the young, exciting player that he could have been.
1: But at least Tammy Abraham's not cursed anymore.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, Pulisic had a great game, um, drew the defenders away for one of the goals for Mason Mount's goal and then laid it off perfectly right in the box to him. Mason Mount obviously scoring. He's on fire. Um, it's good times, man. It's really good times. We have one more match till the international break, then Callum will be back after. Oh, wow. Uh, Willian is back. Like, it's good times, man. I'm just, like, super into it, super excited. But...
1: Yeah, is I th- I think as long as you come to terms with the fact this year that there are going to be, like, Chelsea are going to get some shit results, and they if they play the way they did against Norwich, against, say, Man City, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea could lose one of those games like five nil. If they don't, oh yeah,
0: and that's if, if totally they, fine.
1: Yeah, if, they, if I mean, is it? Um, but <laughs> it's it's just one of those seasons where you just have to come to terms and like take the rough with a smooth. But you, I don't know. In a way, it's kind of like. Liverpool three seasons ago, where it's like, well, we can't really defend, so we're just going to score a fuckload of goals. I'm here for it. I I enjoy people scoring goals, my team don't do it enough, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like, people think that I'm just kind of putting it on, being like, yay, Chelsea, good times, I don't care that we're losing, I don't care that we draw, I don't care that Norwich scored two on us, like, but I do genuinely mean that shit. I came into this season knowing that it was going to be a rough time in certain spells and in certain matches and you know when we conceded I was like, Yep, that happens. But we're fun to watch. Like yeah. the youngest team, the young guys, the Academy guys are the ones leading the charge and scoring the goals. Callum and Ruben will be back soon. Like I'm just feeling good.
1: Yeah, I think Honestly. So. and I think the the barometer is is where you see maybe after about ten to fifteen games where you actually are in the in the table?
0: Yeah, I'm. I honestly, I'm also happy with where we are in the table. We're tied with Tottenham and United on points. As much as everyone's talking about how Tottenham are so great, like, oh yeah. End of the day, we're still there with them. Yeah, and we're it, ahead of Arsenal on expected points, which is always nice.
1: It it means nothing this point of the season. I mean, match of no, the, it doesn't. That's match true. of the day. I don't think they ever used to show the league table until at least five weeks in.
0: Which is which is fair enough. Yeah, I would even say like ten weeks in, but.
1: Yeah, because at the minute you've got, you know, Chelsea are in 13th and Man United are in 5th, but 5th to 14th have the same number of points, like everyone's on four points. So Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned Arsenal there. That's a good place to sort of move over to that match. I think that was the biggest match of the weekend, if not necessarily the most exciting. Uh, Liverpool... XG plus a penalty, so 2.9 scoring 3, so pretty much spot on. And Arsenal 0.8 scoring 1, so final scoreline 3-1, and it pretty much exactly matches the XG. Arsenal do not look good. And I think that three games, looking at their performances, not the results, is enough that I would be concerned if I was an Arsenal fan.
1: But um, I think kind of as we just said about Chelsea... I think Arsenal just need to play to their strengths in that they don't have a defence. Like, you don't add David Luiz, no offence. Well, some offence. And and (laughs) sort out, like, those defensive problems. I mean, case in point is this week where he just decides to pull Mo Salah's shirt back for a fucking Horrible mile. Horrible
0: decision-making. Really bad decision-making.
1: Yeah, like, nearly rips the shirt off his back. And... You know, for once, Salah didn't go down as early as he could have, which is good, uh, to give away a penalty, which then, of course, Salah buries. And then um, he does that classic thing of charging up at like 30, 40 yards outside of the goal to chase down one of the fastest players in the league and uh, who just taps the ball around him and bypasses him like his decision making is so shit. Like... It's really erratic, it is. I, I messaged you the day after, but surely now, like, seeing him in a different team's colours, like, you must be able to appreciate that it's a good thing he's gone.
0: I love that man. He was probably tied with Ruben for my favourite Chelsea player before he left, Um, because he's so entertaining as a human being, and like...
1: Live the, live the life!
0: He is, he's so skilled on the ball that it's really, really, like, a pleasure to get to watch him. But yeah, his his decision-making in defensive positions has always been questionable let's say <laughs> yeah which is I why believe he, one of the best it's... ways i heard it described back in the day was that he plays like a teenager with an xbox controller on fifa <laughs> yeah just full send all the way so yeah it is pretty funny to watch him doing it to arsenal now instead of to us but i love that man unconditionally and i will never not um is the story here though arsenal or is the story liverpool i can't decide
1: um well it's hard when you don't like either of them yeah
0: <laughs> The gun. So the Gunners tried to park the bus here, right? Like that's,
1: that's which is insane. insane. Yeah. Like you don't, you're not you're not going to be able to do that, and that makes no sense. And then Liverpool. Are just First of all, they're not apart. good enough to do
0: that, and it's hard to do that at Anfield anyway. Like even for a good team, it'd be hard to do that at Anfield for mm-hmm. ninety minutes.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know Liverpool's unbeaten. Boy, is it now like sixty game run or something stupid at Anfield? That's not that much. That's definitely exaggeration because that's like five <laughs> years. Um,
0: <laughs> Palace were the last team that won,der I believe, right?
1: I believe we were. Yes, isn't that
0: thing where they won at like they're the last team to have won at Old Trafford, the Etihad, Anfield, and the Spurs? I forget who the fourth uh, team was. But...
1: The Emirates and also Molyneux because uh, no one wins at Wolves since about January, I think, as well. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you don't you don't go away and park the bus. Like, I'm sorry, not even Burnley do that in their Burnley-Burnley way.
0: No. I Why? mean, Burnley are putting up 1.6 this weekend, so.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think I would be quite worried to be Arsenal right now. But Pepe still hasn't played that much, has he? And Ceballos, well, Ceballos kind of had a bit of Jekyll and Hyde between the two games. Like in week two, you were saying he looked really, really good. and He did, yeah. And then this week, he was kind of anonymous.
0: Yeah, and I, I think to sort of keep it moving along, the other London team that I would be worried about, because both of them should be significantly better than Chelsea.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> yep, I watched this game. Oh.
0: Tottenham losing to Newcastle at home. Um, A bit of a slightly harsh result. They did 1.2 to 0.8 on XG. 0-1 the actual scoreline. So they slightly edged Newcastle. Probably, um, as Kaylee put it, uh, him being a Spurs fan, Tottenham did enough to get a draw at home against Newcastle, but that is uh, not exactly a compelling case for the quality of their performance.
1: No, they fucking Um, sucked. The game was dull.
0: That was really bad. Yeah, they looked like totally lacking for creativity. Spurs.
1: Yeah, like no one wanted to to like take that. You know, it, we said it when Ndombele got that absolute cracker. It was like there was just that moment out of nowhere that it just seems like they need. Like even Harry Kane wasn't really getting involved much. And it's kind of what we said um, based on like their game with Villa, that they, they don't just... Knock a team out and then and then go for it. Like they were behind. What Newcastle scored early in the first half, right?
0: Uh yeah, I think it was it was like around the half hour mark.
1: Yeah, so that's that's early enough in the game that they should be like, right, sort our shit out now and go and absolutely try and dominate Newcastle, which they didn't. Like an hour of play, and you don't. And it's score. not as if Newcastle are a good team. No, they can't defend like.
0: And, like, the week before, they were great against Villa. They were genuinely great against Villa. I remember talking about how, like, oh, they might be back. They look for reals. Since then, sure, they played City, but they generated point zero seven, not even one,
1: against <laughs> City. Yeah, and got a draw out of it, so. Right, which yeah. was,
0: you know. So, I don't know. I, I would be slightly worried if I was Tottenham. Of the three big London teams, they're the one that are probably the best and should have the least cause for worry. Mm, but yeah. they should be a lot better this again this is their chance and it seems like we'll sort of keep an eye on that but they they should be running away already and they don't you know it's newcastle man it's fucking newcastle
1: it's fucking newcastle well you know saying about the the london thing and, and teams running away the north london derby is this weekend so it's on sunday at, at four thirty. um so that'll be kind of interesting like Especially based on last week's performances, God knows how either team will be, but you'd like to hope that that game is actually going to have a bit of pace and a bit of intensity to it, and it's not just going to be a bit of a waste of time, because I don't think that would make either set of fans very happy.
0: No, I think both sets of fans are looking at this as something that they need to win to push on and be the best team in London this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely going to be a good one to keep an eye on, and something hopefully that they both go for it and we do get an exciting game like you said. Um speaking of exciting games and exciting teams, <clears throat> let's take it over to AFC Bournemouth versus Manchester City. Manchester City winning 3 to 1, posting 2.9. So pretty much spot on on their xG, but Bournemouth posted 2.1 against City. Wow. Only scoring one. So it was pretty much closer uh a lot closer than it should have been. City looked vulnerable here, especially on the counterattack.
1: Yeah, there were there were quite a few moments where I thought oh, dear, like, Bournemouth are actually going to do something, um, especially after Harry Wilson's free kick. They kind of got their tails up a bit. Um, and, yeah, I think, I mean, now that they brought in uh, Rodri, who's going to take a little bit of time to settle in, like, potentially that second centre-back spot is their weakest kind of place yeah. now because Laporte is strong. But it's just not as And Laporte as might cohesive. be injured now, too. Oh, dang. And uh, Yeah, which is no good for them. But then again, you know, it's like we said, they, they lost company who, was he the best centre-back in the league? No, but he was an incredible leader and, it, and incredibly organised. And as much as I think he's a fantastic player, like I don't see that from David Silva whatsoever as captain. Especially yeah. as it seems to be the reason he's been made captain is, well, the, the team did nominate and vote for him. But it's also because it's his last season at the club.
0: Right, exactly. And that, yeah, and that, that does seem like a sort of token.
1: Getting get to be captain because it's your birthday kind of thing, you know. Exactly. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they continue to be an incredible in attack. Um, we're just, we're basically looking for any sort of nits to pick at this point with City and saying that like Bournemouth were able to sort of get chances and create chances against them is a thing, I guess. But, you know, we, it, City are going to fucking run away with this year, aren't they?
1: they really are yeah they should really i don't like, see
0: any other way this goes down
1: no and especially given like their run now that they've got brighton norwich watford everton wolves crystal palace villa southampton wow like oof that's 7 weeks of 3 points right there
0: they could be 10 points clear by the end of that run
1: yeah which is what we said um that you'd assume Pep would aim to do so that he could concentrate more on the Champions League this year. Or at least, well, not not that he didn't concentrate on it before, but rest some players more in in Premier League games than he needed to. Because that that takes you up to the beginning of November then. Um, And then obviously you've got the December schedule where it's a bit busier, especially over the turn of the new year.
0: Yeah, although they have the squad depth to deal with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't. Are there any other matches you want to talk about, or any other storylines um, from the weekend that popped
1: up? Okay, let's go from top to bottom. Villa Everton. Uh, this is the Everton that I was kind of talking about before that I'd be worried to be Marco Silva because um, yeah, they got they got a draw against Palace and they got the win last week against Watford, but Palace haven't really looked good so far. Watford have been diabolical and the only team on zero points and Villa like I know they they've done done well but with the amount of money Everton have spent and the squad they had anyway like they should have blown them away like Everton should be on at least six seven points by now yeah and it and it looks to be with Villa that they you know they quite clearly know how they want to play and new signings have settled in really well so maybe that's Versus kind of Everton's approach of spending a load of money, even though even though Villa signed a ton of people.
0: Um, yeah. All three promoted sides have looked really good so far.
1: Yeah. I, I, think,
0: could, I could see this year being one of the years where they all three stay up. Yeah. They haven't gotten the points, but they've had great performances.
1: I, th- I think out of the three, maybe actually Norwich, I think are the ones that are kind of the most sustainable. I think Sheffield United... Sheffield United can go one of two ways either this weird centre back thing works forever and teams just don't learn like like the like the year Leicester won the league where after the halfway point everyone knew what Leicester were about but they just couldn't stop it um and that was weird but <clears throat> it could be like that or Sheffield United will just get found out really soon teams will know how to exploit their centre-backs bombing forward, um, which I guess once they just come up against a really good world marshalled defence, they can just play the ball over the top. Um, and then they'll get in a bit of trouble, and they'll fire Chris Wilder, and then they'll get Sam Allardyce in, and then they'll play 4-4-2. All
0: right, you heard it here first, ladies and gents. There
1: you go. Um, yeah.
0: Sheffield, to their credit, Um, I know, again, it's super early in the season, sample size, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But Sheffield, to their credit, are above Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Are an expected point so far. They're yeah. in fourth or fifth, fifth behind City, United, Liverpool, and about
1: even with Southampton.
0: <laughs> so you know the table lies early, but that's like still you should give them credit for that.
1: Oh no, I do, but I, do, I just think it's the way that Norwich play. Like you watch Norwich going forward, and it. It looks incredibly dangerous, like a really solid, fast, counter-attacking, high-pressing team. Um, and I just think altogether it's it's a bit more sustainable, maybe. Yeah,
0: I do that's, see that. That's
1: just kind of what I think. But I think you're right. There is there is scope for all three of these teams to, again, again pinch of salt early days, but all three of them to, um, to stay up. We're going down the rest of the games. Um <laughs> uh, forgot about this one. Uh Brighton zero, Southampton two. Don't don't really need to talk about that one, do we? That's just uh No two shit South Coast teams.
0: There you go. All that's all that needs to be said.
1: Yep. Um, The aforementioned Sheffield United um, narrowly lost to Leicester 2-1. I think they went ahead in that game as well. Um, And Leicester just came back and absolutely smashed them. Um, They've looked really good. Barnes, fuck me, that man can hit a football. Um, And Jamie Vardy doing his classic best to rile up Sheffield United fans or or opposition fans. And uh, James Madison is looking amazing.
0: He is. He's a... A really, really good player. <laughs> like, there's no other way to say that.
1: Yeah, and uh, but Brendan Rogers the the way he plays is so much more different to the way Puel played and Ranieri before and Craig Shakespeare in between. That it's actually quite exciting watching Leicester again. They're much less of a pragmatic team, and it's just like a right. We've got great attacking players, so away we go. Um, and so-
0: I I do worry with the drop in quality from Chelsea this year and Arsenal and Tottenham looking how they look, that it might, that like Leicester could sneak into the top six. Mm-hmm. They look legit.
1: Yeah, we said we said before, like it, it depends how it goes. Like Everton, Leicester could easily go up there and at the minute, it's definitely looking like Leicester more than more than Everton um, because they just, they seem to get it. They seem to get the way they have to play and it's not, you know, uh, I've said it before, I think Marco Silva's quite overrated as a manager and I think, I think Brendan Rodgers got a bit of a short end of the stick with what he did at Liverpool. Uh, he was I think he was there, really so. good at
0: Liverpool. Yeah, mm. I don't know that Klopp had, at least until more recently, been any better. And you could argue that Klopp just has more time think, and and like higher overall talent. Obviously, no one's to the level of Suarez, but
1: no, but he, yeah, he had more time. He's had way more time. He's had way more backing in transfer windows because there's been more, you know. And Brendan Rodgers had to inherit a squad where I think is. Wasn't his striker Ricky Lambert at that
0: point? Uh, yes, because it was after
1: Roy Hodgson, so you know, you know, hard times. Yeah, um, then we've got Watford uh, losing three one to West Ham. Sebastian Allaire, the French David goal, French. right? He that those were his first two goals for the club, and uh, you know, you want your second goal to be an overhead kick in the box. After you've attempted a like a Chun reverse spinning bird kick in the first half to try and like <laughs> heal it back, and oh my, that was those are those are the t-
0: types of shots that are sustainable through an entire season. So uh,
1: they are that bodes well for West Ham. <laughs> I mean, they are if potentially you're a ninja or Zlatan.
0: Zlatan genuinely could do that like on a regular basis, but mm. no one else. So unless Halair is the uh, second coming of the young Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I don't.
1: Well, he could be martial arts trained, because that's why Zlatan does all those ridiculous kicks, is because he's, I think he's got a black belt in a couple of martial arts.
0: Yeah, I know Taekwondo is one of them.
1: Taekwondo, that's when you just kick computers. Um,
2: Boo! But
1: yeah, (laughs) don't really want to talk about a W derby.
0: Uh, How about let's get to some Predictor League and some listener games and stuff.
1: (laughs) Predictions is back for a second season Nothing has happened. I don't understand. I can't click on the right tab. The world's gone mad because Oscar is first. What? Yep, you're top. Beow, buddy.
0: Beow, you're, oh, top. Shit.
1: you're top and Ian's last. It's the the world has gone topsy turvy. It's fucked, it's Brexit, it's nuking hurricanes. Everything is fucked.
0: I think that we should just end the season here. And I think that we should just go ahead and crown our victor today.
1: Oscar. Oscar, it's week three, bro. No, no. I'm champion. It's week... No, you're you're not champion. It's week... Oh, for fuck's sake. If you keep doing this, I'm just not going to mention it every week.
0: (laughs) I've had my ticket. I'm fist you your so dick? hard right now. You had your
1: dick? What? You had your dick what? <laughs> <coughs> All
0: right. There Thank you, go. you. Well, you know what else I'm top of is our fantasy draft, our fantasy league. The FPL league with just the three of us.
1: Top, oh, baby. I'm you? the champion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Oh, this is just hollow, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, Predictor League, Ian and Carmen are at the bottom, 17th and 18th. Uh, we've then got a very mixed bag through Jack Saunders, Johnny, D- Johnny Worthington. Uh, Stimson, the younger, is in 14th with Padfall and me. Um, so at least I'm not losing to a child. Um, then we got Dan Parkinson, Adam P, Lynn, Dave Mateo, Johnny OG, FPL, Nicola, Emily, M, M, Mo, Mo, ah, oh, fuck, I can't read. Momo, FPL... <laughs> And Joe Bloom make up third spot, Van Dam Sambi, second, and Oscars first. Worst two, first. Worst two, first. All day,
0: baby. We're ending it here. That's it. I get the gift card. Everyone else can fuck
1: off. No, we're not. You're not getting shit. And it's done.
0: I'm just saying, with Stimmer's four points behind me in FPL, you are 36 behind me in FPL. Yeah, let's not talk about that. And I'm top of the Predictor League. Chelsea players are young and exciting and scoring goals. So I think we'll just we'll end the podcast there. Done. Thank you for joining us on Miles Offside. We will never come back. There will be no more episodes. We will not be back after the international break. It's been a good run, ladies and gentlemen.
1: We will be back.
0: Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be and back. I'll probably finish in last place <laughs> by the end of the year.
1: By the end of next week, you'll be lost.
0: Maybe. Yeah, it's a crazy table this time of year. Everyone's on four points, so that's really all it takes is for me to be good at predictions is if everyone's equal then you know you
1: get five points that's all that's all you need
0: done done all right well that's enough for the predictor league then we'll leave it there and let's go to uh our fpl team
1: not my fpl team but our fpl team <laughs> yeah you've already mentioned your fucking fpl team enough i've had enough um we had quite a good week uh 63 points we took a minus four hit uh because i can't remember why i think i was drunk uh and i just <laughs> wanted some players in Maybe I switched the wrong team, I don't know. Uh but we had Van Arnhalt, Pulisic, Marshall, Sterling, De Bruyne, and Pookie all do the business for us. Oh, and Trent Alexander Arnold. Um Pookie looks so good. Pookie does look good. Um, he was
0: all over Chelsea. Goal he, and assist.
1: He done twenty-nine goals last season. This season he has already done five. Like Wow. That's pretty fucking good. And he's this is the thing as well, like FBL nerd-wise, like, you look at his fixtures coming up and he's got West Ham, Man City, Burnley, Palace, Aston Villa, Bournemouth, Man United, Brighton, Watford, blah, 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 blah. But, like, he's just scored against Chelsea and Liverpool. So he's he's gone up five point five million already in the game. He's now 35% owned from being, like, 2% owned at the beginning. Like, it is amazing. Get him in your team, quick.
0: Yeah, I'm on my wild card this week, and if I hadn't already had him from day one, because I have had him from day one, because I'm so good at fantasy Premier League,
1: no, no, um, then no, I would be no, bringing him in. it's not because you're good, it's just because you were sensible and listened to, well, no, you just backed everything that the three of us said that Pookie would be good, and you were just the only one to get him in. There you go, yeah. God, that felt um, so wrong calling you the sensible one, fuck. Um... <laughs>
0: It feels good. It feels good to be me.
1: But yeah, we've got... I mean, I don't really want an Everton defender. Moist Ken isn't really doing anything. Don't like Josh King. Don't like Bournemouth. And we've got $0.5 in the bank. So we've got some suggestions. We'll we'll pop those out to you.
0: Well, I do think the reason I wildcarded, and I do think this is now it's the time to start getting on Chelsea players. Now that we know what the lineup is, who's going to be playing regularly... Who, you know, Tammy looks like he's secured the number nine. Mount looks like he's going to be solidly in the midfield, at least until Ruben comes back, which is not for till like January. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time to start picking up some more Chelsea players.
1: OK, so if you if you could make one move in this team, then what would it be?
0: Um. Well, I think like looking at the team, um, we look a little bit like it doesn't look very flexible. I think a lot of our funds are tied up in very, very few players. So I would—I know that like it's not at all the popular answer right now, but I would downgrade De Bruyne to free up money for somewhere else.
1: You fucking what? No, no. We just got Kevin in. I think we just took minus four to get him in. Oh well, well that's your <laughs> suggestion, then I guess. Yeah, we got. This
0: is what happens when you have a bunch of people running a team.
1: In it. All right. So who would you go from Kevin to whom?
0: Ah, uh, Mount. Mason Mount straight up 6.2 banging in goals for Chelsea.
1: Okay. And That's then we so have much
0: money to free up.
1: 3.8 million in fact.
0: Yeah. There you go. And that we could spread that out across the front line which does some work. Could do some work. The mm. back line could do some work. Like this team, you know,
1: the midfield it, looks pretty set. It needs work. Um see, I'm not sure because there's the Marshall thing which he definitely won't play this week apparently. Yeah. And then he's got some alright, but I'd quite like to get madison in so i'm gonna go marshall to madison
0: marshall's giving me a headache because he's in he's been in my team for a few weeks and i'm mm. obviously on a wild card so i don't want to lose the discount i have on him but
1: right okay unclear
0: what his fucking injury is like they won't give us any information ben Dur- ben Dinnery doesn't even know so
1: no they, they are keeping very very quiet about it um it just doesn't feel i don't know could we wild card
0: no nah, that seems excessive because it's not. I would save that maybe till the international
1: break. I think the problem we're in is that it's just a lot of sideways moves. Anyway, we'll discuss this later, but I'm going to say Marshall to Madison. Um, Oscar's saying De Bruyne to Mason Mount. And then Ian will say something.
0: Yeah, and we'll put that out on the socials and you guys can vote. And hopefully this time we'll actually make the transfers that you vote for, Chuck.
1: Uh, it's not my fault. I. Okay, so I was drunk. Right, fair enough. <laughs> And I fell asleep. Fair enough. But I set an alarm for about 11.30 that evening, if not midnight, and I opened Twitter. I looked on the app, at the poll, and it was still a tie. So I just went fuck this and went to sleep. Anyway. Yeah, but it's alright. I got my own way, so that's fine.
0: So we'll just see where it goes. Hopefully we have a good season. Uh, We'll put that out on the socials. Do you want to take a look at next week's fixtures real quick, and then we'll wrap it up?
1: Ooh, okay. Um... Like real quick, you a... Yeah, like genuinely quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like not like one breath. Like actually talk about it.
0: No, like like animaniacs. <gasps> style.
1: Southampton United, Chelsea, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Leicester, play Bournemouth, Man City, and Brighton and Newcastle, Watford, West Ham, and Norwich, Burnley, Liverpool, Everton, Wolves, and Arsenal Spurs. North London Derby. That condolences to
0: Nice. Well done. Um, I'll pick one match from that that I think is exciting, and I won't just go North London Derby, obviously. Um, and I think that Burnley Liverpool could actually oh. be interesting. Burnley have had some weird results.
1: I was just about to say I want to see Burnley do a Burnley on Liverpool and the Burnley-est yeah, Burnley is oh, Yeah, that' would be delightful. I'm gonna see hmm. there's some good matchups but not really like anything super inspiring this week
0: no. That's true. Uh, Everton Wolves could be another, like, one of those that decides mid-table.
1: Yeah, like, Everton Wolves, that'll be a really good game. Like, that can be a really good game. West Ham Norwich, that can be a really good game. It's not Newcastle Watford because they are both shit. Um, Fast
0: forward to a 5-5.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Man City Brighton, that's just going to be a dicking, isn't it? Um, yep. So I think, I think Leicester Bournemouth... Leicester, Bournemouth, yeah. with with one eye on Chelsea, Sheffield United, uh, for you because I think that's that could be a test for both of the teams. Where Sheffield played this defensive overlap to put them as kind of inside forward centre backs um, against Chelsea, who have looked very very bad without the ball. Correct. That hopefully Chelsea can come through that still with three points, especially at at Tuck Bridge.
0: Yep. And I will. I'm going to be in Pennsylvania this weekend, which is home state of Captain America, Christian Pulisic. And so I'm hoping he can get his uh, Chelsea goal this weekend and I can celebrate in style in Philadelphia with, uh, you know,
1: his people's. But and then you can, like, go lick the Liberty Bell or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be doing that anyway, but hopefully not oh, okay, cool. I can do it in celebration and not in mourning.
1: Cool, so. cool, 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 cool. All
0: right, well, that'll do it this week. Uh, Ian, we miss you. We hope you're having a lovely holiday.
1: I don't. I hate you.
0: And we will uh, we'll see you guys soon. So thank you for
1: joining us. Hey, thanks for being here, Oscar, and uh, helping me to retain by Mr. 100% title. Bye.
0: Bye.